welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, host of the show, and <laughs> today I'm going, I'm going to follow my wave of talking to the, the mentor coaches from Super Coach Academy, and I've invited Claire Schutz. Hi, Claire. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me along. Um, people, Claire lives in the UK. Well, are you still living there? Because you just moved, right? Yes, but I do live in the UK, that's true. Yeah, okay. I'm in London and some of the time in Oxfordshire. Okay. So, Claire, can you tell uh, the people who are listening what you're up to right now? I know that you're working on something new, but I'm going to let you talk about it. Sure. So, um, I've been a coach for, I don't know, around 15 years. And um, just recently, I've set up something called a CIC, which is a community interest company. And basically it's a not-for-profit and I set it up with um, a longtime friend and colleague of mine called Julian Fraser and um, it's specifically to help parents or members of family living with disability and um, from a three principles perspective we'll be looking at um, well-being, resilience and hopefully giving them a different type of experience or allowing them to experience their day-to-day -day lives differently through the understanding mm, nice How, and and this is like right now it's full on or you're just like at the beginning of it no we're we're very much at the beginning okay <laughs> As speak today it hasn't actually been launched yet um we're we both have both of us both Julian and I are very busy we work in many different arenas and so um this is something that we do every week a little bit and um, but it's a it's a kind of project that's that we're both very very passionate about, passionate about it's something that Julian and I have been discussing on and off for maybe I don't know two or three years that the reason being is that um, Julian has um, a daughter who has cerebral palsy and she requires what's called waking care so she has um, she's quite profoundly impacted and I also have cerebral palsy, um, but to a lesser degree. And so it just made sense for us to come together mm. and we can help um, families in this way. Okay. And just for the, the person who doesn't know, like, I don't know what cerebral palsy is. Like, I'm, well saying, done. It They're well done. <laughs> I'm saying it in French in my head, you know, <laughs> paralysie cerebrale, I got that, but cerebral parlor I can't even say that so, so basically translated it means kind of paralysis of the brain and that sounds pretty heavy <laughs> but essentially what happened to both me and actually no uh, what happened to me was I was going to talk about Julian's daughter but actually I'll just talk about me so what happened to me was that I was born um a long time ago and I was um very premature I okay. um and I stopped breathing for a while after I was born. And what happens when you stop breathing, then parts of your inherent neurological information start to get wiped out. So luckily for me, I didn't stop breathing for very long, but um, I didn't know how, to, I instinctively didn't know how to walk. Um, and I had to learn, had to learn how to walk and um, through different neurological pathways. And if you were to see me walking, the gait I have is not similar to most people, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm very lucky that I can walk. Yeah. Nice. So 
So based on, on that perspective, uh, I'd like to talk about living the life we want. Yeah, let's go for it. So like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got everything I need to doing everything it needs to. (laughs) Um, And yet, you know, I, I have spent parts of my life um, in self-pity of, oh, I should be this and I should be that. And, and, and I shouldn't, you know, like I should be this, I should be that. And then you become aware of other people having life I'm going to say harder, but it's not harder. It's like, it's like you think it's harder, you know, it's just, it's different. Uh, And, and you can tell me if I'm wrong there, but like, how has it been for you? Like, cause I've seen you, I've been around you. You're always smiling. You're, you've got this great aura. Like, so how has that been for you? So I I would say that my disability, and I do consider it a disability, um, has been my biggest tool for spiritual growth, Mm. essentially. And and that might sound very kind of wafty. So I'm going to bring it down. (laughs) I'm going to bring it down a a, a few notches. Like it was when I was younger, um, I... I was very lucky. I was born into a very lovely, warm, protective family. And um, I didn't really realize until I was, I think, maybe 11 years old that, that, that I had a disability. I knew that I was different, but I didn't realize that I had a disability in the way in which society would call it. I didn't realize that when I went out and about in the world, everyone would stare at me and think I was different and often treat me like I was mentally impaired and sometimes people would come up to me and say you're the devil and like all sorts of crazy crazy things used to go down and um when I was at that when I was younger that was really really hard it was really really hard and there was a point at time in time in which I didn't know whether I was able or strong enough to to live that life um but one day, and, and I see this now, I would say in terms of 3P um, language, I had what's called an insight. So I had fresh thinking about it. And in that insight, I suddenly realized that I had a choice. I could either feel sorry for myself and sit in the corner for the rest of my life and, and, and not do much, or I could accept my situation the best I could and just get on with it. And as I looked at those two options, for me as a person, I knew that the 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 second option was the only really viable one for me and so I think I you know what what um the cerebral palsy has done I think is prompted me to look deeper into life to look into to look beyond the form essentially and to look you know I've I've actually traveled all over the world um I've since I was 17 years old I've traveled all over the world I I'm very very interested in all types of alternative therapy and healing and all that kind of stuff. So as I traveled the world, because I was interested and because I think any healer would love to have a go (laughs) with someone with a disability, um, I met many, many remarkable people from many, many different fields. And um, I've learned, I don't know, I'm just, 
I, I, yeah, I just, sorry, I don't really know how to put it apart from, I think it's prompted growth in an area that might not have been the case otherwise. And I'm very, very grateful. And, and I just want to preface that by saying, you know, I have an amazing life. I really have an amazing life. I, I have a job that I love. I love having this conversation with people. I love having the, it's such an honor for me. And, and I'm sure you know about this, Jasmine, to sit with um, another human being and connect with them on a deep level about the nature of life. I mean, I can't think of a more fun thing to do. <laughs> and in the, in the process of that conversation, it's both hopefully um, beneficial on both sides. So it's really yeah. wonderful. And so I had that wonderful job and then I have an amazing husband and I have um, a fantastic 20 year old daughter. Yeah. So both of, both of whom are able-bodied and um, I have lots of friends. I mean, I just have, I'm just very, very blessed. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Like I, I get what you mean by, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's brought growth. Um, and, you know, what showed up for me is how the death of my mother brought growth to me like her my mother's illness you know she had um dementia and my mother and I have been very well we became very very close when I was in my 20s and we were like basically friends you know like I remember all of my 20s Thursday nights was mom and jasmine night and we were we'd go out and just shop basically <laughs> you know it's like she wanted to go places and we'd shop and and the, the the fear of her of losing her was was very present for me like you know one night when you go to bed and you're alone with yourself yeah and your thoughts yeah that was like the predominant thought and I was like and I couldn't do intellectually I couldn't do anything with that fear yeah. right because it was like what if she dies well she is going to die well what if I die before her maybe I should die before her yeah but if I die before her she's going to be sad I don't want her to be sad like it was like torment right mm. and and I've been in the conversation of transformation for a while I have to admit I've been in the conversation since my 30s although it wasn't the three principles um, and then, and then I got into the three principles and it just became deeper, you know, like I, I just saw that at a deeper level. And I think that every day I, I again, see it at a deeper level, but I saw it the most around taking care of my mother and how, you know, these things that my head would say, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And I was just like <laughs> smooth as silk. And it was like, it's okay. Like I have this visual of, I had a pool back then and she, she would help me clean the pool, right? And she, but she wasn't helping me. <laughs> she was making it worse, but I was just like, it's okay. She would just like, do this in the pool and really all she was doing is moving it around 
And I was with a friend and I remember that friend saying, it amazes me how you, you're not faced by it. You just keep telling her she's doing a great job, even though you know she's not. And I never seen it, how it was just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. She wants, it was more important for her to feel good. Yeah, for you. So what is it that you saw that made you able to navigate that situation in that way? It was the letting go of my mental my mental construct of what how things should be and how so powerful should be. Yeah. yeah i think that's i think you've just knocked on the head one of the most powerful lessons anyone can learn i think the shoulds are the way people beat themselves up it's over and over again how they expect expectations. One of the very first talk I ever gave was about expectations and expectations are just, you know, thinking about how you think life should be. People make it up, they project it forward and then they beat themselves up or other people up. <laughs> if it's not how they, how they made it up to be. So what you said is so profoundly powerful. So you, you, you got to see beyond that. And, in, and, and what is also wonderful um, you didn't say it in this way, but also you, it allowed you, dropping those expectations allowed you to connect with your mom on a much deeper level for, oh, the, yeah. for that period of time. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was the most beautiful time, even her death. I mean, <laughs> as much as I was sad and I, as much as it was just like, I was very present to how I was being in the moment, like who I was in the moment. I was really present to, oh yeah, I could go up there and start bawling my brains out. But I was like, okay, now she needs to say bye to her husband. She needs to say bye to her kids. And I was on the phone with my brothers and I was like, bros, you got to come. And my younger brother was like, it's okay. I saw her yesterday. She'll be fine. She, he was like, you're freaking out. And I was like, no, you don't understand. You have to come. You have to come now. And I called my older brother. My older brother got it. He was like on his way. My father mm -hmm. didn't want to see it. Mm -hmm. But we were, we were unit in that moment. And what was really amazing, I might choke up right now. What was really amazing was that, yeah, I'm showing up. It's okay. We all said the same thing to her. Like, we all said, it's okay, mom, you can go. It was just like really amazing. Like the, I first sat with her and I said, mom, I'm going to take care of them. No worry. You can go. It's fine. And then I called my brother and my older brother came and I left him alone and he sat with her and he said, it's okay, mom, <laughs> you can go. And it was just like amazing how we were a unit in that moment, no matter how much I would think that we weren't, you know, and it was beautiful, even though there's the crying and the sadness it's still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. 
when when something really important <laughs> happens in life, all the extraneous thought drops away and the connection and the importance comes through in that way. I, I was also lucky enough to be with my father when he died and that was a number, I mean, a very long time ago now. Um, and, it, and I said to him as well, it's okay, you can go now. You know, you go with peace and, and love. Yeah, it's, it's you know, what, what it all comes down to, and I've said this before in other episodes, I mean, I'm, I'm, people who are hearing are probably saying, oh, she's repeating, but it's because you need to get it. I mean, it's not what you think it's going to look like. It's not like living the life you want is not just about, you know, having fun and playing and it is that, but it's not all you know hearts and rainbows <laughs> basically absolutely and it's it, about, it doesn't it's take present, away it? yeah it doesn't take away from the beauty of it is what i'm saying i'm sorry i interrupted you no 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 i interrupted you know i i just i was agreeing with you really it's really about being present in the moment and going with what is mm. and everything is beautiful who said i mean i it's so funny. It's so interesting to me. I think some people who are on the self-development path think that, that there's a place to get to where you're happy all the time. And as you said, all rainbows and hearts and all that. For me, for me, it's not like that. For me, what I've learned and the principles I've learned this, seen this really deeply with the principles is that whatever place you're in, good, bad, there is no good or bad. Whatever place you're in is perfect. And it's all part of the human gamut of what's possible emotionally. And I, I would like to be able to feel all, all different types of emotions and be in all different types of places and know that, that it will pass because it's thought and it's transient and life is transient. Nothing is static. That's what's so exciting about life. Unless people are desperately trying to hold on to something in which case that can cause a lot of heartache. But, but what I loved about your story as well was there was a sense of, the, of you know, you, could, you were willing to let your mom um, pass on and for life to evolve as it was going to evolve. And, and, and you kind of greeted that with grace rather than just thinking, oh no. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's very beautiful. Thanks, thanks. I, I really, and I was getting a lot of, of compliments from my surroundings back then and I I I was a little bit resistant on like well I'm just being me you know <laughs> but when that the when it when it all came to a culmination mm -hmm. I I just got very grateful mm -hmm. very grateful for it because you know the past the the last three years of her life were the most beautiful that we shared and I remember you know like I'll say she 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 probably suffered the past month like like in the whole of her illness it was like probably a month where it was like 
she was probably like, I'm in hell. <laughs> if, but what I was also grateful that she didn't have that mental capacity to tell herself all of this stuff, you know, because I've seen, I saw so much of her persona fall away mm. in the illness. Mm. You know, like she was very strong, you know, before, but then like, it's kind of like that part of her brain that memorized, I'm shy, I'm this, I'm, like all of those things that she had constructed herself to be was gone. Mm. So she was in the moment and I was able to see that because of this whole conversation that we're having where, you know, when you live in the moment, this is where it all happens. Right before we got on, I was listening to a workshop that Mavis Karn uh, did for us during Supercoach Academy, and and I something hit me. She she said something, and I wrote it down. She said, "The best thing happens when our heads are clear, our hearts are full, we're relaxed, and we're present." Amen. <laughs> exactly exactly it was like yeah so it is it is like it's not a doing eh? like how would you qualify it like it's not a doing of looking inside like you know because I've been in this help self help conversation for so long and they're like okay look within look within look within you know and I was doing the look within and looking for something it's not really a doing right no for me it's a seeing it's an understanding it's a, a knowing and it does come from within <laughs> that's why people say look within it definitely comes from within like the insight that I mentioned before when I was at that crossroads about how I was going to live my life that fresh thought came from within me and it came unexpectedly and it came out of the blue but the more I found that the more I look in the direction of the more curious I get about how does the system work like you know the first time somebody said to me because um, I used to be a coach in a completely different modality and um, I was really um, I had a very successful business with a friend of mine we'd, we'd both left we'd been working in tv for a I'd been working in TV for 20 years and, and we both left TV together and, and retrained as coaches and we set up a business and, and, and it was really successful, but it was all around tools and techniques. And I could see that although they were really helpful, they were only helpful as long as the person utilizing them was in a certain state of mind, including myself. <laughs> when I got really, really upset, it, I couldn't access what I'd learned. It wasn't, you know, so, so I began to get a little bit kind of disillusioned and thought maybe I've, you know, chosen the wrong profession to move into. Um, but then I came across the three principles and, and what I saw with that was that it wasn't, this is not a doing, this is not a tool or technique, it's an understanding. 
it's a curiosity about what could I see about the way I create my experience. So the first time somebody said to me, you know, um, think your experience is created through your thinking. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that, I, you know, and, um, um, but, and I used to, I think before as a coach, I would have said, change your thinking and you change your life. Like that's a very common thing, but now, or yeah, now I would say, understand the nature of thought and your life changes. So that's a very, very, very different thing mm. because with a fresh understanding, everything changes without you having to do anything. That sounds kind of crazy, but that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People are probably going, what? Yeah. <laughs> So the more so so like to sorry to be to be more uh, to bring it back to, uh, more down to basics. So um, I think I can't remember who the first person was who talked directly to me about thought. But um, I think maybe I was this. I maybe I was at a talk with. Um, I remember going to talk the first time I heard about the principles was definitely from Michael in London. But I don't think in that talk he talked about the principles, or if he did, I didn't hear him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but um, but I heard something that was really really profound, and and um, then went went on to become his apprentice because of that. But I think the first person who I heard like break it down in terms of was um, I was uh, was I think Aaron Turner, and I think he said to me or he said to the group it wasn't it me you know you know your 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 experience comes from your thinking full stop right, and it was the first time I heard that, and then he went on saying that that um you know you have a thought and that creates a feeling they come together they're not separate every thought comes with the corresponding feeling and that thought and feeling together create your experience now as i said uh, other people may have said that to me before but that's when i really remember really hearing it and then i went out in my life and i was like noticing like this, this um, understanding changes people's life when they start to notice it as a reality in their experience. It doesn't make any difference at all or very little difference as a concept, Yeah, as an intellectual concept. But once I started noticing, gosh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Every thought I have seems to come with a feeling. Wow. And it does seem that those two things come together. So that was a very kind of, that was on a very kind of um, just very personal level. I saw that. And then, you know, as I became a practitioner, I could now then explain why that was the case, you know, because thought itself is invisible. You can't pick up a thought, you know, try yeah <laughs> you know it's invisible it's formless and um and it's transient you know it moves through it moves through so then how do we experience it well we have this amazing kind of special effects department which is essentially our, our five senses or more depending on who you're talking to yeah. so let's stick to the five and so every single thought you have creates a, um, a corresponding feeling in your body so that it becomes something tangible and real to you and those two things together create experience and and seeing that was so profound for me because I thought they were separate before that I didn't realize I don't know about you but I really didn't realize that they came together and um, so I before this used to go think something and then I'd feel it and I'd go you see I feel it it must be true 
And I was very sensitive and I used to take all my feelings really seriously. Yeah. And then I used to act on those feelings. And then, you know, there was a whole mess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, feeling the feelings like it 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 meant that the feeling was true you know like if i'm feeling anxious so then i am anxious dick i am anxious um and after this understanding after looking towards looking in this direction noticing stuff like thinking something intellectually and then noticing oh what did, what just happened then it became that oh, I'm having anxious thoughts that is creating an anxious feeling in my body. It Exactly. It's not data about the world. Yeah. Right? It's not. It's telling me about my state of mind and, and yeah. where my thinking is at, not about the world. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So like when you're in an, uh, when you don't know that, well, when I, let's talk about me, when, rather than, you know, when, so in the past, when I was in a, an anxious place or an angry place, I would act on that feeling and try and change the outside world to make myself feel better. Now I don't, now I know, oh, those feelings are coming from my thinking and all they're telling me, all those feelings, I'm sorry, probably so many of your other people on your on the podcast have yeah. talked about, it. but, but it doesn't matter because the more you hear it, the better, like I yeah. listen. I go right back to the beginning all the time, all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but 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 it, those feelings are only ever telling you about your state of mind and the clarity of your thinking in that moment, and that's such a profound thing to know. So as a as a consequence of that, I'm far less reactive, and this comes back to your story with your mum. So you were you you were able to not just kind of delve into a massive ocean of grief right? You are able to stay present with your mom, which is really wonderful. And because you were able to stay present, you were able to really experience what was going on in that moment. And the beauty of that, rather than, you know, your, your experience in your thinking. Yeah. And there, there is a huge difference. Yes, yes, definitely. And, you know, for those of you who are thinking, oh, just this is a repeat, I'm just like, you know what, L just be present and listen to it again. Because this is the reason why I'm doing the podcast and I'm having the same conversation with everybody. It's just a different point of view. We're all pointing to the same place. We're all pointing to the present. Yeah. And we're all pointing to this beautiful energy that we all are that is love. Yeah. And yeah. the more that I spend time in love, the more I want to spend time there, you know? And I could see that there was a time in my life where I was really in my head and I was really annoyed with being in my head. And I was like, oh, am I going to think of this again? Is this happening again? But it was all about the world, you know, oh, this world again, I'm stuck in this. And yeah, it's inevitable if you believe that to go into despair. It's inevitable. It's just, but there's, it. that's not, it's, it's not there. It's here right now in this moment. I mean, people are always doing the best given the thinking they have in that moment. And there's an innocence, there's a profound innocence um, that is really, really helpful to see. Because otherwise, you know, this is not about beating 
oneself up for how one was in the past at all. You know, I was how I was in the past. I did what I did because it made sense to me at the time because of what I knew at that time. What I'm eternally grateful for is um, that the understanding has allowed me freedom. Basically, I, I would say I have more psychological freedom these days because I understand what's going on. And so there, therefore I can, I can choose, right? So if I do, it happens so rarely now, actually, but if I do get upset, instead of just reacting and acting on that feeling, I can notice and then take a moment, allow myself to settle down and then see what makes sense to me from a more, from a more settled place. And that, that sounds like, maybe that just sounds too simple to even bother with, but actually it's really life-changing. Yeah. Yesterday I was listening to a, a, a show and in this show, uh, it was um, a true crime show and the guy had been accused, had actually the guy had confessed to a murder that he did not do. And so they were on him for like seven, 16 hours talking to him, trying to get him to say that he had murdered this girl. So he finally did finally said that and then they sent him to his a cell for like a couple hours and all the thinking settled and when he came back he was like no I didn't do this and they were so upset with him that he changed his mind no he just settled into it and they finally you know 40 years later because of DNA and stuff they found the real killer but I was just amazed at how it was just showing everything that we talked about yeah yeah I was very lucky once I went and I am a very good person well a very wonderful person for you to interview would be Kathy Casey um because she's she's absolutely brilliant and she spent many many years teaching the principles within the justice system in America and I was very lucky um, to go and spend a day with her once there and um I heard people say we were we were in front of a group of maybe I don't know 60 70 a lot of people a lot of guys um maybe not that many but there were quite a few anyway and um and I heard them say time and time again um they'd been learning the principles for a while with her you know if only I'd known this I wouldn't if only I knew had known that I didn't have to act on my thinking I wouldn't have pulled the trigger or I wouldn't have done this or done that or whatever yeah. and um and then I also heard them say that you know even though I'm incarcerated with this understanding I have more mental freedom than I've ever had in my life before yeah. so it's very very profound really really profound beautiful well Claire before we end yeah. I want to ask you because at the end of the show what I do is I ask for a nugget of wisdom so before we end would you have a nugget of wisdom for the people listening to us Be kind to yourself. Mm, You're more beautiful that. than you can ever imagine. You are perfect just as you are. And I'm saying this as a disabled person. You can never be broken. You are whole, perfect, full of love, wisdom, and resilience. And um, I wish you all well. Thank you so much, Claire. So thank you for accepting my invitation. 
and I bid you good luck with everything that you're up to right now. Thank you. It's been an honor. And to everybody else, I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Bye.